Hello, and welcome back to The Indie, the podcast from the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Rebecca Fairweather, and on today's episode, we're unpacking the infamous Black Dahlia case that stunned the nation in the late 1940s and how her time spent in Santa Barbara cemented her notoriety. Warning, the following content contains mentions of violence, murder, and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. On January 15, 1947, Betty Bersinger was walking along the street with her three-year-old daughter in the stroller. Along the path down Norton Avenue to the shoe repair store, she spotted a mannequin-looking figure in the grass. She laid nude, eyes open, posed, and severed in half. Across her face were three-inch gashes carved along the edges of her mouth, giving her the appearance of a smile. Elizabeth Short, given the nickname the Black Dahlia, was found murdered in a horrifying manner. Short's death is one of the most infamous unsolved murder cases in the United States. The mystery has been adapted into various TV shows, movies, books, and even podcasts. Short lived in the suburbs of Boston with her father, Cleo Alvin, and mother, Phoebe May. Her father was a United States sailor who built mini golf courses up until the Great Depression. In 1930, his car was found abandoned by the police and he was presumed dead. However, in 1942, Short's mother received an apology letter from Cleo Alvin for lying about his death. In the letter, he expressed he moved to California to start a new life. Elizabeth was in search of that as well. At 18, she moved to California to live with her father and chase her dreams. She eventually moved out in 1943 and got a job at the base exchange at Camp Cookie, now known as Vanderburg Space Force Base near Lompoc. Short then moved to Santa Barbara, living briefly in a courtyard bungalow on West Montecito Street. While her time in the American Riviera was brief, it played a vital role in the Los Angeles detective's investigation into her murder. On September 23, 1943, Elizabeth was arrested for underage drinking at a local bar in El Paseo. The mugshot pictures her dark curly hair, sharp eyebrows, and hooded eyes that went on to help the FBI identify the body, along with her recorded fingerprints. In July of 1946, after being ordered to leave the state by juvenile officers, Short returned to Los Angeles. Many have speculated she returned to chase her dreams of becoming an actress. However, there is no evidence that she ever auditioned for a role. Six months later, Betty Bersinger would stumble upon her body in the now Crenshaw area. 22-year-old Elizabeth Short had signs of blunt force trauma to the head. Her body had been cleaned and scrubbed with gasoline to cover up fingerprints left behind. Her body had been completely drained of blood, making it a ghostly white. Along her torso and legs, entire portions of flesh had been sliced away. Six days after Elizabeth's body was discovered, the Los Angeles Herald Examiner received an envelope in the mail with clipped-out letters reading, quote, Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers, 
here is Delia's belongings, letter to follow, end quote. The package contained Elizabeth's purse, including her social security card, birth certificate, and address book. No fingerprints could be gathered as all the contents were rubbed in gasoline to conceal the sender's identity. The LAPD spoke with Short's friend and roommate Ann Toth, who led them in the direction of their first subject, Mark Hansen. Hansen was a Danish millionaire who owned a nightclub and theater who had met Elizabeth through friends. His name was also listed in Short's recovered address book. Toth and Short had lived briefly in Hansen's home on Carlos Avenue until Hansen evicted Short after a major blowout between the two. Toth told police Hansen had made unwanted sexual advances toward Short that she turned down repeatedly. The police interrogated Hansen, who claimed he was at a movie opening in Long Beach at the suspected time of death. With witness confirmation, the LAPD ruled him off the suspect list. Based on the precise cuts and advanced medical techniques used on Short's body, the LAPD looked into the possibility that the murderer had been a surgeon, doctor, or someone with medical knowledge. They investigated 300 medical students from the University of Southern California. George Hodel was among the LAPD's top 25 suspects who had the background to carry out the meticulous crime. Steve Hodel, son of George and former homicide detective of the LAPD, believes that his father is Elizabeth Short's actual murderer. George Hodel studied medicine and went to medical school, learning surgical procedures and anatomy. He also ran LA County's venereal disease clinic. In the 50s, his Hollywood residence was bugged by police for a month without his knowledge. On tape, the LAPD caught Hodel saying, quote, Supposing I did kill the Black Delia. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. End quote. While there is much speculation about the Black Delia's murder, the case largely remains unsolved. I had been fascinated with the case of the Black Delia as a teenager, and now, living in Santa Barbara, I feel more connected to the mystery than ever. Walking through El Paseo and West Montecito Street will definitely feel different now. Going through the details of the case was sometimes difficult because of the grotesque nature of the murder. It seems as though murder mysteries are drawn to the Golden State, with many high-profile cases occurring in Santa Barbara. As October rolls around, be mindful of wilting Delias along your path. From the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent, you're listening to The Indie. I'm your host, Rebecca Fairweather, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>